Hello, my name is David Selby, and I am next up on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Step into our chambers. It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond, our Halloween edition here at On Screen and Beyond. We've got a great show coming your way. This is On Screen and Beyond, episode 433, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on our Halloween episode... David Selby joins us from Dark Shadows. Quentin Collins, that's right, he's here. He was also Richard Channing on Falcon Crest. And so much else that he's done. We're going to talk about all those things with David. He's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Don't miss it. Stick around. And it is also our look at November releases in theaters. we got a lot of things coming your way. Get ready. It's time for Remake Madness Coming in theaters in November. Remake Madness, as far as remakes coming your way in November in theaters, Doctor Strange gets remade from a comic book and a TV movie to the big screen on November 4th. Benedict Cumberbatch stars as an arrogant but brilliant surgeon whose career is destroyed but gets a second chance when a sorcerer trains him to defend the world against evil. Rachel McAdams also stars in that one. And Trolls moves from toys to film on November 4th with a long list of musical talent. And it's uh, they're all doing the voices for that. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies in theaters in November? Upcoming new movies in theaters in November. Mel Gibson directs Hacksaw Ridge on November 4th in a true story of a conscientious objector who ends up saving 75 men. November 11th, almost Christmas. Christmas stories are going to be coming our way. It uh, tells the story, uh, and that is almost Christmas. That's the name of the movie. Uh, It tells the story of a man who only wants his family to get along for Christmas. And the comedy stars Danny Glover, And let's see here. Ang Lee's new film, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, almost as long as the title, on November 11th with Kristen Stewart and Chris uh, Tucker. And let's see, November 18th, Woody Harrelson, Kira Sedgwick, and Haley Steinfeld will star in The Edge of 17. November 18th, it looks like it's going to bring us Nocturnal Animals, a romantic thriller with Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams. And Brad Pitt stars in Allied on November 23rd as a counterintelligence agent finds out the woman he married and has a child with is a Nazi spy. And let's see, Disney's Moana will be arriving on November 23rd. And November 23rd also brings us Rules Don't Apply with an all-star cast, which uh, brings forth a love story with director, writer, and producer... Warren Beatty. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in November, right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) 
Sequel City, well, as far as sequels coming your way in theaters on in November, November 18th, it looks like a prequel to the Harry Potter story arrives with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them with Eddie Redmayne. And Billy Bob is back. Billy Bob Thornton is back as Bad Santa in Bad Santa 2. And that comes our way on November 23rd. And let's see. That's it for remakes. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in November? This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV on DVD. Coming your way in November, November 1st, Batman, Return of the Cape Crusaders. And let's see, Curious George, Season 9, Heartland, Season 9, Hell on Wheels, Season 5, Volume 2, The Final Episodes, and The Librarians, Season 1, The Walking Dead, Season 6, Limited Edition, Blu-ray. And November 8th, Billions, Season 1, Black Sails, Season 3, and Sisters, Season 6. November 15th, you can get Better Call Saul Season 2. Community, the complete series. Uh, Game of Thrones Season 6. The Lucy Show, the complete series. NYPD Blue Season 11. Star Trek, the animated series on Blu-ray. November 22nd, Ed Asner's back as Lou Grant on Season 3. And November 28th, it's House of Lies Season 5, the final season. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in November. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in November. <laughs> movies on DVD coming your way in November, November 1st. Bad Moms with Mila Kunis. And let's see, Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey and Star Trek Beyond with Chris Pine. November 8th, Sausage Party with James Franco will be coming your way. November 15th, it's Finding Dory with Ellen DeGeneres. And November 22nd, Kubo and the Two Strings. And The Mechanic, Resurrection with Jason Stratham. And on November 29th, The BFG with Rebecca Hall. And Don't Breathe with Jan Levy. And Pete's Dragon with Robert Redford. And that's it for Movies on DVD coming your way in November. Next on On Screen and Beyond... It's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, the CW has renewed Whose Line Is It Anyways, Penn and Teller, Fool Us, and Masters of Illusion. And on a sad note, the singer Bobby V passed away this week at the age of 73. And he's had such big hits, including Take Good Care of My Baby, Devil or Angel, and of course, Red Rubber Ball. Our thoughts go out to his family, and that's it for TV and entertainment time here at On Screen and Beyond. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and 
groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays. November 1st, David Foster turns 67. November 2nd, David Schwimmer turns 50. November 3rd, Dolph Lundgren turns 59. And let's see here. On November 4th, Marky Post, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 66. November 5th, Art Garfunkel, half of Simon and Garfunkel, turns 75. And on November 6th, the flying nun herself, Sally Field, turns 70. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, uh, we had a couple come in. And uh, let's see. Anna T. of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, turns 57 on November 3rd, as well as Tim S. of Bangor, Maine, is turning 38 on November 5th. So we want to wish you all a very happy birthday, and if you, a friend or a relative, are having a birthday, send us the information here at On Screen and Beyond, at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll get that information, and we will all wish you a very happy birthday, all the listeners all around the world here at On Screen and Beyond will be wishing you a very happy birthday. That's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays next on On Screen and Beyond. He is here. Quentin Collins is coming our way from Dark Shadows. David Selby will be joining us. And he was also Richard Channing on Falcon Crest and so many other movies and TV shows he was on. We're going to talk about all of that. David Selby next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is a noted TV, film, and stage actor and writer who we know for many roles. For many years, he played Richard Channing on Falcon Crest, and for hundreds of episodes, he was Quentin Collins on Dark Shadows. It's David Selby. David, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Now, David, it is such an honor to have you on here. I, I grew up watching you on Dark Shadows, I have to admit that. <laughs> well, that's perfectly all right. I mean, you know, I'm glad. You know, I just got, uh, the other day, uh, my agency forwarded me a, a letter from a 14-year-old girl. I'm not quite sure where she lives, somewhere in the States. But anyway, 14 years old. And uh, she's been watching Dark Shadows for four years, and I thought, oh, my goodness, it's got to be all these DVDs that are out there. And she just loves the show and loved the character of Quentin, and it was just a lovely little note. So I thought, oh, my goodness, it's, uh, uh, that's the very special thing about, uh, you know, shows like that from, mm. that, from that era. Yeah. Now, uh, was that the first show you were ever on? Uh, not the first show, let's see, uh, it was the first, I guess it was, was the first television show, I, I can't remember, to tell you the truth, whether it was, but it, <coughs> it must have been, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, there was a show called, that I did, but I think I did that right during that period, a show called Flatboat Man. Okay. Uh, for ABC. It was a musical of young Abraham Lincoln, and we shot it at the ABC studios on uh, West 68th Street there. And uh, I had a good time doing it, uh, but uh, Dark Shadows was right there, you mm -hmm. know, with 
yeah. with uh, that period of time. Yeah. Before we go into more of uh, Dark Shadows, though, uh, you brought up uh, Abraham Lincoln. Now, throughout your career, you've you've done a couple of things with Abraham Lincoln, correct? Yes, yes. I uh, I went to school for a while in Illinois, and if you're tall <laughs> and happen to be in Illinois, then there's a chance, and there's a play going on about about Abraham Lincoln. There's a chance you might be asked to audition for it. And um, that's what happened. I mean, I was in the theater department. But uh, we did a, a couple of plays at a place called New Salem State Park, uh, which was outside of Petersburg, Illinois, which was a little village that at the time that Lincoln surveyed. And, uh, in fact, I just finished a film, an independent film, with a gal who was from Petersburg. Um, we played husband and wife in uh, this independent film. But anyway, yes, I first did Lincoln at, there. And then, uh, oh, several years ago, right during Obama's first inauguration, right in there, the Ford Theater in Washington, D.C. was reopening. It had been shut down for renovation, you know, and um, to do some work on it. They had never done a play by about Lincoln there. Wow. I guess there was some talk that uh, Lincoln, if, you know, back during the early days of Ford's Theater, uh, there was some fear that if Lincoln uh, was whatever, did a play or you know, about play about Lincoln, that uh, certain people wouldn't appreciate that. And uh, so, but anyway, for whatever reason, uh, a play about Lincoln had not been done. So we did a play called um, uh, The Heavens Are Hung in Black. Heavens Are Hung in Black. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a wonderful play. Um, and so we did that one. And then about, oh, I guess four years ago, three, three years ago, we did a play called Necessary Sacrifices, which was about Lincoln's relationship with Frederick Douglass. Uh, and that was a, a lovely time, and uh, and actually the most moving event was a couple of years ago. I guess it's been two years now, or will be in April. We did a celebration at Ford's Theater where uh, it was a whole thing. Judy Collins sang, and I did a lot of Lincoln things. Wow! And it was the night that Lincoln was assassinated, and the very time that he was assassinated. Uh, all the lights dimmed in the theater, hmm. and then everyone got up very quietly, you know, and they all went outside, and they held an all-night vigil all up 8th Street in front of Ford's Theater. And this had been simulcast at the uh, portrait gallery right there around the corner. And then the next morning, I was back there, and after the Secretary of Interior spoke, I, uh, again, came out, and I read Walt Whitman's uh, a poem about Lincoln. Mm -hmm. It's called, yes, Old Captain, My Captain. And uh, then thanked everyone for being there because they kept an all-night vigil. It was quite a moving. I mean, the Marine Band wow. uh, came through dressed. Um, it was, uh, and the, they got periodic reports through the night of Lincoln's condition uh, and then announced his passing at 
7 o'clock or around there in the morning. And so it was quite uh, one of the most moving times I've ever had. It wow. was very special. Yeah. Anyway, except that the answer, the long-winded answer to your question, yes, I've done several Lincoln things. Yeah. Huh. Now, is it tougher doing a real person in a, either a stage or in film or TV or whatever uh, than it is to play somebody that nobody has these immediate thoughts of what they, sh- you know, what that person should be. <laughs> right, exactly, sure. Because everyone may have their own ideas to, or their own image or what they've read or mm-hmm. uh, all of these things anytime you're playing a real person like that. But um, uh, at the same time, it's, it's, it's quite a privilege to be able to, to get to do it. Yeah. Do you do you get into the character like, you know, really researching them when when you're doing somebody like that? Yeah, if it's uh, you know, a lot of plays, you know, it, it will speak to you, you know, and I have a tendency to walk around with a play for a while. And if, you know, I'd already known about I'd already been a fan or if that's the word, uh uh, I'd already knew a, a good bit about Lincoln's life, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was a collector of of uh, things about Lincoln. Oh. I have a lot of books on Lincoln. Uh, in fact, I have the whole set that his secretary, uh, secretaries at the time, wrote uh, about Lincoln, and I have several others. You know, volumes of Lincoln. So. Um, uh, and having been out in New Salem for a couple of years, a couple of seasons, uh, I met people who actually, you know, their mothers or fathers or grandparents knew Lincoln. <laughs> wow, jeez. So it was, uh, so in answer to that, I had a lot of, you know, but I tend to walk around with the role. and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. So how... Does a young man from West Virginia end up in Hollywood doing movies and TVs and stage plays and everything? Well, I was a dreamer, and um, one thing led to another, and finally after Illinois, my wife and I moved to uh, back to New York. I had been there once for a, a period of time, and we went back and, uh, you know, found a place to live, and uh, I decided not to take a teaching job because my wife said, that's not what you came here for. (laughs) So um, anyway, eventually I did play. You know, I started doing some theater, Mm -hmm. some national tours, and then got a call about Dark Shadows. And uh, I didn't really know what it was. I don't recall having seen it. Um, but they told me Joan Bennett was on the show. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought, what could be wrong with that? So I went in to see about it and uh, was, knock on wood, was fortunate and very blessed. Mm-hmm. Now I can't remember. Uh, Dan Curtis say, hey, <laughs> yeah, and offered me the show. So. Yeah. I can't remember. Were you at the very start of the show, or did you come in like the second season? Or? I came in later. Later on, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, when I think of Dark Shadows, it it really was 
the the it was the first Twilight <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shows they you know, and a lot of people will say the show was influencing, you know, over the years I've met a lot of people. Um, you know, I think even was it David Lynch, Twin Peaks, was his Twin Peaks? Or mm-hmm, yes, yeah. People like Harry Shear or even Whoopi Goldberg or a lot of people have stated, you know, how important the show was to them growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, as it was for all of us because it was a, um, the late 60s in there, it was a difficult time uh, for many things. I mean, we had the New York City was in financial trouble. We had had the Democratic National Convention of 68. We had Kennedy and King's assassination. Mm-hmm. Kennedy's and King's at that time. And it was, there was a lot of turmoil. Of course, there was the Vietnam War and everything. So Dark Shadows was a way to, you know, enter another world. Yeah. And sometimes I think that's very important for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a little escapism to escape to. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So when you first read the role, uh, were you? Was it uh, an open call that you went to, or? No, it... no. I went to Dan, a, a lovely lady, Marion Doherty was her name, Doherty, and Marion uh, was very important. Uh, she was casting the show, and she cast a lot of things. I did a I did a movie of, uh, with Barbara Streisand because of Marion. Wow! Uh, but Marion uh, took me over to Dan Curtis's office, and uh, so I met Dan and then did a scene for him with Marion there, and uh, that was it. The next day they took me over to West Fifty Third Street and looked at me on camera, and that was <laughs> that was the beginning of a. Of a beautiful time. Yeah. Did you think that it would be a just a short turn run, and then you'd get on to another show somewhere along the line? Or, or? I, I never tell. Yes, I never tell you the truth. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't give it much thought back then. It, mm-hmm. was, it was a job that I was glad to have, and uh, uh, I suppose after about oh, a month there of it being on the air when my character was on the air all of these fans would show up outside the studio and uh, and sort of I, I sort of had an inkling you know it was but it was the first time that the power of television um, was you know was brought home to me I understood it then I started to understand it that oh my goodness this is <laughs> stronger or more powerful or whatever than anything I had thought about. Mm-hmm. And then it occurred to me that it was having some kind of impact and would be around for a while. Yeah. Well, there were so many characters. I had no idea that it would still be around. Right, yeah, now, <laughs> all this time later. <laughs> but with that show, I mean, many of the characters became very popular. Of course, Barnabas. I mean, that's... Yes. That was a huge uh, character, uh, and and you know you, you became very popular. But the the thing I note about you and the difference between you and Barnabas is you actually got a theme song, which <laughs> which Barnabas did. Theme song, I did. <laughs> Me and Bob Hope had our own theme song. Right. <laughs> Shadows of the Night, Quentin's theme. Um, 
became, you know, and I, I have the, um, uh, the record or the sheet music or the record, I guess it is, for its millionth play many years ago over the radio. Wow. Um, and then, of course, in those days, Andy Williams recorded the words. I mean, we the words were written. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan and I did an album, you know, of uh, I did Quentin's theme and he did, uh, he, you know, narrated some things. So that was quite special, you know. And there was a group back then, Ferrani and Teicher, they did a composition piano orchestration of the theme. So, and then over the years, I think various people have gone on to record the show. Yeah. I mean, record the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it was always a good show. In fact, I have a couple of copies of the forty-five down in my collections. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a great song. It, it actually made. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was in. The, I can't remember if it went into the top ten or top. It even made number. Oh one. yeah, it was in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I have the sheet music and you know a few copies of the album, a couple copies, but. Um, hmm. Oh yeah, it yeah. was um, you know it was a, it, just totally you know uh, unexpected and maybe those are the wonderful things that happened you know you you, you didn't expect it and here it was you mm-hmm. know and then Nancy uh, Barrett and I recorded a song I want to dance with you and uh, that came along and did all right also I didn't know that yeah. Uh Yeah, geez. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, with with that show, Dark Shadows, it was uh, filmed live, correct? Yes, and now like live. I mean, we didn't stop because we could not afford to lose time. Mm-hmm. Because in those days, if <clears throat> if we went over, um, we stood in danger of losing the airtime or cameras to the news department for the West Coast feed. Oh, jeez. So we <laughs> we did it live, and as anyone who has ever watched the show, <laughs> you could see that it was done. There was no going back over it and hmm. correcting. You know, I think some of the uh, uh, fun times for fans were watch, uh, watching the bloopers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Now, are there any particular things that you remember most that went wrong? during your episode, you know, when you were in the show? Oh, you know, we would, I don't know, one, uh, just various things, you know, would go wrong. Uh, uh, We would have to, the only time we ever stopped, it was if uh, Jonathan's teleprompter broke down. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You know, we had to stop. But, you know, there were other things that went wrong, uh, a chair would break or 
you know, little <laughs> things like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. How did as you I keep? Say, we basically plowed on. Yeah. How did you keep from laughing though? You didn't sometimes. I, I, I can remember Johnny Carlin kneeling down underneath the camera, making faces at me, <laughs> trying to get my, uh, you know. But I was so concentrated in those, you know, with it all, mm-hmm. probably driven out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> and I really studied my script. I, I knew those lines, you know, usually backwards and forwards. So I was, uh, you know, and undoubtedly, I know, I know I made some bloopers, you know, said the wrong words or... Mm-hmm. Uh, called somebody by the wrong name or whatever, but uh, but your stage work must have helped you with that show. Correct? That helped out, yes, yeah. it did indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it was such and a still. I find that useful the stage work, you know. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. But Dark Shadows was such a great show. I mean, uh, you know, it, I mean, we look back now and you know. The props, yes, they looked a little, <laughs> a, a little antiquated compared to the CGI and all that stuff now. Yeah. But, but there was just something about it that even now, when you watch it, it, it just, I don't know. It, it's like watching an, an old science fiction movie. You know that you see the rockets and things, and they look so corny, but it's still yeah. neat the way they could do those things. Exactly, and you know what was terrific was the. The people that came up with those things, you know, we tried to do, we did blue screen and all, you know, we're, I remember how they used various means to make smoke and they had this smoke machine, uh, a little thing that blew out smoke. Mm-hmm. And um, so there were just loads, you know, they tried doing different kinds of effects, you know, that, uh, um, that today, yes, seem antiquated and uh, uh, quite fun, you know, in in retrospect. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But now, uh, stepping away from Dark Shadow, well, before uh-huh. we go on, you, you, then you turned around and you made Night of Dark Shadows. Yes. And uh, yes. did you know before the series ended that they were going to make that that movie? Yes. Yes, I did. You did. I didn't do the first one. Uh, then they did, so we did a second one. And actually, that second one is being, as I understand it, has been re what, uh, what do you call it when they go back and what they found, they went back and found like 30 minutes oh. of the original footage mm-hmm. that Dan had shot. And it helps the movie. Um, very much, uh, significantly. I have not seen uh, what they've done, you know, but they found some old footage in this vault out in Kansas or somewhere out there down underground, Mm -hmm. and they found the footage, and now I understand they've located even the soundtrack. Wow. So they are putting all of that together. In fact, I think most of it is done. Hmm. so I'm anxious to see because I believe it would help the original movie and, and and the things that Dan did. The reason they had to cut it, as I was told, I believe, and I know the original writer, Sam Hall was his name, and he was married to Grayson Hall, the lovely actress who was um, uh, on the show. And Sam was very broken up when they... MGM cut 
so much out of the footage. But they said they had to get it on. They wanted uh, they wanted to put it on a double bill in those days. They had double features, mm-hmm. yeah. and so they said they had to cut. Well, they they pretty much butchered it. Uh, but now I understand that uh, people are pleased with the footage that has been edited back in. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I have the two original movies in my library down in my movie room. So <laughs> yeah, ah. I'll have to look at those again. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Now, so you went on, and of course, you were in all kinds of TV shows. You were uh, Policewoman, Kojak, and and uh, Washington <laughs> Behind Closed Doors, Night Rider, Flamingo Road. I mean, it went on and on. Yeah. But then you hit it again, really big, with Falcon's Crest. Yeah, Falcon Crest, and, right? And, and and so many people would love to have the two shows like you've done that that. You know, gives you a job for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they did, and they were quite successful. Um, Falcon Crest was because of a man, uh, Earl Hamner, who created the Waltons. Yes. And I was told, when I was doing Dark Shadows, a fellow had told me that he wanted me to do uh, an episode on the Waltons. So, lo and behold, I decided to make a quick trip to California. And as soon as I got there, uh, I got a call to come over and meet Earl. And I did. And he said, gave me a, a script. And he said, you do this uh, character on an episode of The Walton. So I did. And uh, as a matter of fact, last spring, uh, I did a play with and Michael and I, Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Michael Leonard was on the original Walton. Mrs. Walton, yes. And so Michael and I did a play together here in Los Angeles, out in Los Angeles here, at the Wallace Annenberg Theater, which is a magnificent, wonderful, beautiful theater. And uh, so we, you know, came full circle. And Earl and I, over the years, became as he did with several of his cast members, we became very close. And his lovely wife, Jane, and daughter, Carolyn, and all. So um, anyway, yes, I did that. And then years later, uh, Lorimar had asked me to do uh, several things uh, in my career. And some things I couldn't do, we couldn't work out because I was committed to other things. Mm-hmm. But then they had asked me to do Flamingo Road, and I was up in Boston doing um, Hedda Gabler with Jane Alexander. She's a lovely actress. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jane encouraged me. says, well, go do this. So I agreed, and it was Flamingo Road. And Flamingo Road was not going to make it, and that was became quite evident. And uh, uh, But during that, uh, Earl came over to the soundstage to visit me. And then a couple of writers came over that were working with Earl and said that uh, when Flamingo was shutting down, I was getting ready to go back to New York. And they said, well, we'll be seeing you very soon. And I didn't know. So I hadn't been back in New York in a week when Earl called me about Falcon Crest. And that was it. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, I guess a month or a few weeks later, I flew out to uh, California, flew on to Napa. 
from Winter Napa, and uh, we did uh, started to I started doing Richard Chapman Crest. Yeah. Wow. And playing opposite Susan Sullivan, and then Susan and I have worked together over the years and other things. In fact, a year and a half we did a wonderful play by Edward Albee called A Delicate Balance out here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which was, uh, we loved doing it together, and it was received knock on wood very well, and uh, and I was fortunate to, to get to do that. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Now, Falcon Crest, like I say, that you, that was over two hundred episodes of that alone. Oh yeah, maybe three hundred. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, and there's and some of the early years, see, a lot of the years we did thirty episodes, maybe as many as thirty-two. Wow, that I mean, that's for you know now they don't do even close to that anymore. But that, no. that's a lot. And I, and I did it for ten seasons. So jeez, you can... <laughs> that is. Crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's a, you know, it's a regular job. So it's a regular job. Yeah, it's like packing your lunch and go to work. Right. But uh, and the crew and the cast, they become family members. You know. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, again, it was like the Dark Shadows crew and cast. We had a great time together. We still stay in touch with each other. Uh, you know, so it's. Uh, Quite wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned uh, the the Waltons that you made an episode of the Waltons, and yes. I read somewhere, and and maybe it's not true. I don't know. Maybe you don't don't even know if it's true. But I had read that your character in that show kissed Mrs. Walton. Yes. And that you were the only other male to kiss Mrs. Walton. <laughs> As far as I know, that's true. Wow. <laughs> I believe that's what Earl said. A little trivia fact there. Just <laughs> A little trivia fact there, yes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, now, we've talked about some of the older shows, the 80s and you know shows, and then the 60s shows, and some of our younger listeners may even remember you as uh, the voice of Commissioner Gordon on oh. Batman the Night, uh, the, the Dark yes. Knight Returns. The Dark Knight yeah, animated series. Yes. Animated show, yes. Yeah. Now, again, that was with Warner Brothers. Uh, it was a terrific experience. I loved it. I had a good crew and director and everybody, producer. and We took it to New York to the Museum of Television there, and we did the same thing out here in Los Angeles. So, uh, yes, uh, The Dark Knight Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Hmm. Now, uh, and, 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 and I just finished, I actually, I should, I just finished, uh, and not a big role, but I may have to go back. We just shot a show for Marvel, and uh, uh, it's a small role, but again, lovely people, and I had such a great time doing it. Um, so that's, a, you know, you keep doing these uh, kinds of things you know so so what what what's the is it a movie or a tv show or no, it's a tv show for uh, fx oh okay wow. and for marvel is doing it yeah mm-hmm. well you pop up a on a guy a fellow a wonderful guy named noah holly and noah did a show called fargo which was quite successful yes yeah over the last couple of years and so it's been fargo's been renewed i know they're up in calgary right now shooting hmm. yeah are getting prepared to shoot. So yeah, and you've been popping up, and you you were in Rizzoli and Isles for a yeah. show, and 
the Social Network movie. You were in that social Mad Men. I mean, Batman. Yeah, and I just did it. Well, it's out now. It's called Equals. Ridley Scott's company, Scott Free Production, with a lovely director, Drake Dormus, and uh, lovely actors, Nick Hoyt from London, and Kristen Stewart, of course, from here, mm-hmm. um, and Guy Pierce from Australia, Jackie Weaver from Australia. So we had a great cast. Wow. And uh, so that's just recently out there. And I just finished another film with Drake Dormus. Well, I just finished last week, actually. Well, is it a movie <laughs> you can tell us? It's a film with Nick Hoyt. I, I play Nick's father. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you know the name of it? Uh, it's called Right now it's called Newness. Okay. Yeah. N-E-W-N-E-S-S. And uh, there may be another one coming later, but I don't like to talk about things until they're set. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I understand that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, of all the shows you've done... Whether they're the huge ones you've done, or even a small part in a, in, a, yeah. in another show or a movie, is there one that's a favorite of yourself? Of myself, I can I, I, and this, I'm not trying to dodge the question or anything, but really not. Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, yeah. the reason is is because usually I'm working with such wonderful folks. Whether you go back to Super Cops. And my time with Gordon Parks, the great cinematographer, photographer for Life magazine, who directed it, and Ron Liebman, the, who Ron and I co-starred in it, with a wonderful character actor, Pat Hingle. I mean, it, just so many, with Barbara's movie, Up the Sandbox, mm-hmm. um, or what, the more recent ones, you know, the plays uh, um, that I did, three of them last year, or whatever, and working with a lovely director out of New York, Michael Wilson. Uh, just so many different projects, you know, that uh, I just feel so blessed yeah. Uh, yeah. to have, you know, been able to do these things. Well, I, I got to tell you, as, as one of the viewers of your movies and TV, we want to thank you for doing them because uh, it's, yeah. it's been an honor, you know, to it's been fun to have you in the movies because we've enjoyed what you've done. And uh, I appreciate that. You know, sometimes people will say, what's your favorite film or what's your favorite role? And you say the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've, I've gotten that before, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, David, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Yes. And some people say these are easy, and some people say these are the hardest ones I ask. But uh, we'll leave that up to you to decide. Well, all right. I'll, I'll, okay, go <laughs> ahead. I'll, I'm, you know, we'll see. All right. When you sit back and relax, what yep. are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Not ones that you've been in, but ones you just enjoy watching. All right. Um. I like, what do they call it, the Nouveau, uh, the old film. The, the, uh, did you, I love, did you see that, do you know who uh, Cumberbatch? Yeah, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. Yes. Did you see a Sherlock? I haven't seen that, no. I loved it. I, I hear it's very I good. Loved those, I love those, I watch those. Do you, Perot? Mm-hmm, yes, I've seen that. I, I, I love all of that. You know, so I watch BBC, mm-hmm. and I watched you know public broadcasting. I watched all of Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
In fact, on the series that I just, you know, uh, they did eight, I only did three, or I think three or four of them. But Dan Stevens, who did the role in Dot and Abby, yes. Dan, Dan was the guy in the Marvel series. Oh. Uh, let's see. But uh, so those are the kinds of things. I watch, uh, what, the old Humphrey Bogart films. Mm -hmm. I loved Cagney. Um, Jimmy Stewart, my God. Mm -hmm. I, all of those things. I was a, a the, the, you know, the old Tyrone Power, all of those, uh, um, oh, gosh, so many of all them. All the classics. All the classics I, I watched. Um, uh, Confidential, what are L.A. Confidential, did mm -hmm. you happen to see that? Yes. I, I still think that's a good, you know, film noir. Yeah, it's a I throwback. I love those, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, kinds of uh, kinds of things. But that's, in fact, I record most of the things on, the, you know, the Mystery Night Theater, mm -hmm. Mystery yep. Theater on PBS yep. or Masterpiece Theater. I record those. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I record the mysteries that, that come on BBC America, yep. you know. So yep. that's, um, and there's a, a new show that I want to watch that I just, I, went, I can't recall the name of it right now. So I've got a few of those that I've got. You know, they're series. Mm -hmm. I, I want to watch. Um, oh, I've got it all. And I haven't done the game. Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. Anyway. Well, <laughs> David, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us and sharing with us today. And, uh, I, you know, everybody should go back and watch Falcon Crest and also uh, Dark Shadows or any of the other shows you've been on or some of the movies and just, you know, uh, see the, your work and see how great you've done. And uh, I, Well, I, I thank you for making it easy. And, and I, I've just been blessed to find a, uh, what, uh, a life that I never felt in one day that I was going to a job, that I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. I just always felt, oh, my God. Here I go. I get to do this. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad I made it through the whole interview without calling you Quentin once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or else if you had, I'd have hummed the song to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, David. All right. Take care. A great big shout-out going to David Selby for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. I used to love that show, Dark Shadows, with him on it. He was so good. And, of course, Falcon Crest later on, we saw him. And he's been in a lot of social uh, network and all these other TV shows he's been on. You, you, you see him popping up every once in a while. So keep an eye out for him. And, of course, watch him on Dark Shadows and Falcon Crest. And that's it. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. We've had a lot coming in lately, and I want to thank you for sending those in. Keep sending them because uh, a lot of times, even though some people send me, uh, some send one, some send three, four, five, or a list even. That's fine. And uh, But I always can't get in touch with those people. Um, sometimes they just don't have any any presence that uh, I can get to on the, you know, through a publicist or through the internet or whatever. And uh, it's uh, just hard sometimes. So uh, just keep sending what you can, uh, any ideas that you have. We appreciate them very much. 
and I'll see what I can do about getting that uh, person on here. And uh, we've uh, been doing a lot of different people coming our way, and we hope to keep bringing you more and more and more right here from On Screen and Beyond. And hope you enjoy it. Tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond and have them go back to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to the rerun section and you can see over 433 guests that we have had here. And I guarantee there is somebody in that list that they will be just totally amazed and freaked out that they this person has talked to us before. And, uh, you know. They'll want to listen to that person. So there's uh, going to be at least one, and most likely as you look through the list, you're going to find a lot of different people. We have it set up by uh, the seasons that we've had, the 10 seasons we've been doing here at On Screen and Beyond. So there's a lot of people on there, generally uh, about 50 a year, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a history of different people that we've had on. So whether it be music, uh, TV, or movies, they're there. And... Uh, that's it. That is it. <laughs> if you uh, are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And, uh, you know, like I said, send me a suggestion if you want. But uh, that's it for now. That's a wrap for this week on On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>